You have tuned in to the Lifted Lamb Radio, where Jesus is King of Kings and Lord of Lords. We hope you enjoy your time here as we preach and teach God's Word to try to help us all grow closer to Him. And if you don't know Jesus, we pray you get to know Him before it's everlasting too late. Praise the Lord. It's good to be back again with everybody here tonight. Hope you've had a good day. Hope you've had a blessed day. Hope you had a day of rejoicing. You know, the Bible says to rejoice. And again, I say rejoice. Even when, you know, things aren't going our way, so to speak, we can still find things to rejoice about. You know, when he sent the 70 out and they come back, rejoicing say the devil devils are even subject unto us jesus told him he said rejoice not that the devils are subject unto you but rejoice that your name is written down in heaven rejoice that your name is written down in the lamb's book of life sometimes our circumstances and things that go on in our life can can kind of muffle down our rejoicing but we can always find hope and peace we can always find something to rejoice about knowing that we got a God that loves us knowing that we got a God that that sent his only begotten son into this world that for a people that had no access to him us Gentiles had no access to him but he said I'm gonna send my son the Bible says that in him will the Gentiles trust. In him, in Jesus Christ, will the Gentiles trust. Will the, be the one that we're going to look to. Don't want to look to anybody else because I know nobody else could do for me what Christ has done for me. Nobody else could, could wash me white as snow. Nobody else could take out this old, old fleshy or old stony heart and put in a fleshy heart. Nobody else could do that. Mama couldn't do it. Daddy couldn't do it. Friends couldn't do it. The things of this world couldn't do it. Searched high and low to find those missing pieces. And I found them when I found Jesus Christ on that Sunday morning. In him with the Gentiles trust. That's who I put my trust in here tonight. Don't put it in, in man. Man will let you down. Family will let you down. Friends will let you down. I'll even let you down. But God will never let you down. The Bible says that he'll stick closer to you than a brother will. He'll be your best friend. If, you're like, if you lack a mother in your life, he'll be your mother. If you lack a father in your life, he'll be your father. He'll be everything that you need. Every missing piece. He's able to fill those voids in your life. We say, how do you know? Because he's filled so many voids in my life. Didn't have what I have now. Not material things because I ain't got much of nothing. If you were to look, look on the worldly things, I ain't got much of nothing. But I've got Jesus Christ. 
and that's that's the the only thing I need. Need is him. We're just gonna do a little preaching here tonight. Reading now the book of Saint John. Saint John chapter one, and we'll just read six through thirteen. There was a man sent from God whose name was John. The same came for a witness to bear witness of the light, that all men through him might believe. He was not that light, but was sent to bear witness of that light. That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. But as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God, even to them that believe on his name, which were born not of blood, nor of the will of, of the flesh, nor of the will of man, but of God. Now if we were to look at, at this world, well let me just say this. The, the title of the message here tonight is Accepting the Unaccepted. Accepting the unaccepted. And if we were to look at the things in this world, you know, a lot of things in this world are not accepted. If you were to walk into a store or a business, somebody's establishment, and they had a sign up that said, no shoes, no shirt, no service, if you tried to go in there with no shoes on or no shirt on, then you would be unaccepted they got this this rule set out got a sign set out there in front of their door or wherever it says no shoot no no shoes no shirt no service if you want to go into this store you better have your shoes on and you better have your shirt on where i work at if as you go through the gate of where i work there's a sign there it says no weapons allowed on the premises if I were to carry a gun or something like that into this establishment, it would be unaccepted. I would be in jeopardy of losing my job if I was to do these things. You know, here a while back, and I think they're trying to start it up again, is everybody had to wear masks. It seemed like that was the, the biggest thing to ever hit this world. People had to wear masks. If a store or whatever had a sign up said you cannot come in unless you got a mask on. It's unaccepted for you to walk into this store without your mask on. Everywhere you look, things are either accepted or unaccepted. Many times when I was in school, I heard the word, Justin, your behavior is unaccepted. The things that you're doing are not accepted in this school. Many times I got in trouble for it. Got in trouble for things that I shouldn't have been doing. Those things were unaccepted. But as we read here in verses 9 through 11, it says, That was the true light, which lighteth every man that cometh into the world. He was in the world, and the world was made by him, and the world knew him not. He came unto his own, and his own received him not. Now we know that that true light he's talking about here is Jesus Christ. He is the true light. The Bible says that, 
that I am the way, the truth, and the life. No man cometh to the Father except by me. He's all these things. He is the true life. The Bible says that he, that he came unto his own, and his own received him not. He was not received. He was not accepted. Some folks didn't want him, didn't want no part with him. You can read there in Matthew 13 and 58, and the Bible says, And he did not many mighty works because of unbelief. The Bible says that he came into his own country. He was going into the synagogues, and people were saying, Is not this the carpenter's son? Is he not Mary's son? Is he not the carpenter's son? They didn't want to believe in him. They didn't want him, didn't want nothing to do with him. The Bible says that he came to his own, and his own received him not. But thanks be to God that it wasn't a complete and total unacceptance because you can read there how he was walking down the banks of that old river and he come across those boys and said, Boys, if you'll just cast down your nets, then I'll make you fishers of men. On that day, Peter and them boys, they accepted the unaccepted. When he walked by that old publican booth and saw Matthew sitting there, he said, Matthew, son of Alphys, follow me. And Matthew left his little publican booth there and he began to follow Jesus Christ. The Bible says that he came into his own and his own received him not. And on that day, Matthew accepted the unaccepted. All the other disciples, all those folks that followed after him because he was not accepted in this world. The Bible says the world knew him not. He was not accepted here. And these people that began to follow him, the disciples that began to follow him, they accepted the unaccepted. And whatever day for me and you, whatever it was, Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Sunday, whenever it was that you became a born-again child of God, you accepted the unaccepted. You accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. Like we said, the Bible says that, that they knew him not. He came into his own country. They didn't want him, didn't want nothing to do with him. And on that day, whenever it was that you became a born-again child of God, you accepted the unaccepted. Well, on January 20. 26, 2014, when God spoke to my heart, I realized that I was lost and undone in this world, that I was on my way to hell. I got up out of that pew. I heard what the preacher said, got up out of that pew, and I hit that altar and asked God to, to come into my life, ask him to forgive me of my sins. And on that day, I accepted the unaccepted. The world knew him not. The folks of this world today still know him not. There was no room for him at the end, and guess what? There is no no room for him in this world now. The world don't want him. The world don't want to believe in him. The world don't want anything to do with him. But we have accepted the unaccepted. If you're a born again child of God, you have accepted the unaccepted. The world doesn't want him. People of this world don't want him. But the Bible says as many as received him, to them gave he power to become the sons of God. You see, without the acceptance of Jesus Christ in our lives, then we would have no power. We would have no power to overcome all the powers of the enemy. We would have no power to, to bring our flesh into subjection. We would have no power to mortify the deeds of our body. Without that acceptance, accepting the unaccepted, then when he sent the 70 out, the devils wouldn't have been in, in subjection unto them. Without accepting the unaccepted, there when Peter stood up, 
and said that these men are not drunk being just a third hour day, but this is that which was prophesied by the prophet Joel. If they hadn't accepted the unaccepting, the Holy Ghost never would have fell. Peter never would have stood up and preached. 3,000 souls never would have been saved on that day if they hadn't accepted the unaccepted. When he walked by the gate there called Beautiful and saw that man that was lame and old boy was wanting some change or some money or something like that and Peter said, Silver and gold have I none, but such as I have I freely give in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth. Rise up and walk. If he hadn't accepted the unaccepted, old boy would still be laying there. And me and you, if we hadn't accepted the unaccepted, we would still be dead in trespasses and sins. We would still be on our way to hell. We would have no life. We wouldn't have none of the things that God would have for us. We wouldn't be able to perform God's will down here if we hadn't accepted the unaccepted. We would have no power we would still be dead in our trespasses and sins. When you look at Paul, when they took old Stephen, and they stoned Stephen, the Bible says that they laid the clothes down at a young man's feet by the name of Saul, and he was consenting unto his death. Saul hated anything to do with Christianity. He hated anything to do with the church. He persecuted the church. He drugged men and women out of houses, had them thrown in jail, had them killed. But on that way to Damascus, when God shined his light on him, he accepted the unaccepted. Paul was a Pharisee. He was a Hebrew. Bible says that he was a Hebrew of the Hebrews. The stock of Benjamin. As touching the law, he was blameless. But he said, all these things... That were I thought were to my good. He said, I count them all but dung that I may win Christ. All these things, this, this religion that I was brought up in. I said, I count them all for loss that I might win Christ. He accepted the unaccepted. He had to realize that, that he was wrong and God was right. You see, the world's social systems... And a large, large amount of people in this world don't accept Jesus Christ. Don't want nothing to do with him. Don't want no part in him. You can read there in verse 10. He said, he was in the world and the world was made by him and the world knew him not. This world today still knows him not. He is not accepted. But if you bring forth Buddhism, it'll be accepted. If you bring forth uh, being a Muslim, it will be accepted. If you bring forth being a pagan, it will be accepted. If you're a Wiccan, you're accepted. Anything other than Christianity in this world is accepted. Any other religion that you mention. But if you mention Christ, if you mention that you're a born-again child of God, if you believe that God sent His only begotten Son into this world, if you believe in God, they want to try to shut you down. Why? Because the Bible says that the God of this world hath blinded the minds, lest the light of the glorious gospel should shine unto them. You see, Satan knows that there's power in the name of Jesus. 
Satan knows that if more people become a born-again children of God, then more of God's will can get done here on this earth. That's why he tries to set up these principalities and powers and wickedness in high places where he can do the most damage that he possibly can, knowing that if more people become a child of God, then more of God's will can get done here on this earth. And we know that Satan likes to throw snares out in front of people, likes to do all these things to try to get us bound down, to try to get us hindered down. He knows that if people accept Christ, then the more that God can do while we're down here on this earth. He tries to snuff it out. He's got these people up in the high places. But Jesus told him, he said, flesh and blood, when Peter said, thou art the Christ, the son of the living God, Jesus told Peter, he said, flesh and blood hath not revealed this to you, but my father, which is in heaven. And upon this rock, I will build my church and the gates of hell shall not prevail. It does not matter what kind of snare he might throw. It does not matter who is sitting up in the Oval Office. It does not matter about the leaders of this world, the leaders of this country. The gates of hell shall not prevail. No matter what comes down the pike, God already knows. He's already made a way. And here tonight, if you want to get to know Jesus Christ on a personal level, friend, you can. All you've got to do is just ask him. All you've got to do is get rid of the things that are in your life. Ask God to forgive you of your sins. And the Bible says that he is faithful and just to forgive you of your sins and to cleanse you from all unrighteousness. You can start to have these spiritual eyes get opened up. You can start to see the things for what they really are. You can start to see who's behind all this destruction and behind all this turmoil that's going on in this world. And you can begin a life in Christ, not saying that it's going to be bubble gum and rainbows every single day of your life, but you will have a friend that will stick closer to you than a brother. You will have a Holy Spirit on the inside of you that will lead and guide you in all truths. You're not going to want to be deceived by the things of this world. Because you will know what the truth is. And the Bible says if you know the truth, then the truth is going to make you free. So many times we see the tempter, we see the liar, we see the deception that's going on in this world. All we got to know is what the truth is. And what the truth is that Jesus can set you free. That's what the truth is. The gates of hell shall not prevail. Not one iota shall not prevail. Have you accepted the unaccepted? The one that the world hates, do you love? The one that gave his life for you, do you love him? Bible says in 1 John 4 19, we love him because he first loved us. We love him because he first loved us. My dad had wrote a song, and the title of the song is Now I Love Him Because He First Loved Me. I love him because he first loved me. And then the chorus says, Yes, I love his word, and I love his plan. See, we've got to understand that in loving Christ, we love his word also. The Bible says that Jesus is the word in the beginning was the word and the word was with god and the word was god the same was in the beginning with god because jesus is the word so loving jesus is loving his word 
like we said, in the beginning was the Word, and the Word was with God, and the Word was God. So in loving Christ, we love His Word. And we talk about how, how Jesus isn't accepted in this world. We know this. We know that, like we said, He come to His own, and His own received Him not. We know that He was in the world, and the world knew Him not. This same world that we live in today still don't know him. They can get to know him. You see, I didn't know him when I was lost in this world. Sure, I heard about him. I heard about Jesus. I heard about God. I went to church when I was young. I knew these things, but I didn't know him on a personal level. You see, that's, that's the big difference in this world. Everybody knows who Jesus is. But nobody really knows who Jesus is, if you get what I'm saying. They don't know him on a personal level. That's what he wants for our life. He wants to get on a personal level with me and you. That we talk to him like we're talking to our brother. That we talk to him like we're talking to our mother, our father, our sister. He wants to be personal with you. That's why the Bible says that we are the habitation of God through the Spirit. That's one of my favorite scriptures in the Bible. That we are the habitation of God through, through the Spirit. That's how much He loves us. That He wants to be as close as He can. So what does He do? He sends His Holy Spirit down here to be in a born-again child of God. He wants to be that close to me and you. The world don't know him, but born again children of God, we know him on a personal level. Know him on a personal level. But Jesus isn't accepted in this world. But we love Jesus because he first loved us. And in loving Jesus, we love his word. Not saying that we understand every little thing in this book. If somebody says that they've got it figured out 100%, I'd get away from them as quick as I can. Ain't nobody knows this book 100% front to back every little smallest detail because it's a living word. God can You can read something 10 times and on that 11th time, God will reveal something new to you. It's a living word. Not saying that it's going to change because it's not. Just like God, God's word is the same today, yesterday, and forevermore. You're not going to change God's word. Sure, there's many people out there that have tried to change God's word. But you're not going to change the truth in God's word. The moment you start taking things out, you start losing power. The moment that you start adding your own two cents into his word, you start losing power. I don't want to lose power. Paul said, I come not to you with excellency of speech that your face should stand in men, but he said, I come in demonstration of, of power. Don't want to lose the power that your face should not stand in, in men, but that your face should be in faith should be in God. He said, I didn't come with this stuff. I didn't change this stuff around like we see so many times going on in this world today. I didn't change none of this stuff. But he said, I gave it to you just like it was given to me. What God revealed to me, I revealed to you. I didn't change none of it. 
That's, we got too much of that going on today. You got to take these scriptures out. Got to change these words a little bit. Don't want to offend nobody. Don't want to hurt nobody's feelings. If the Holy Spirit convicts your heart and you get mad at the preacher for it or you get mad at somebody else for it, you need to check your own self. Holy, that's what one of the biggest things that that I see going on in the church world today is nobody wants to listen to a convicted heart anymore. I thank God that he still convicts hearts because it's always for the better. It's always to get us closer to him. If he reveals something to me and it pricks my heart, one of the worst things that I can do is turn away from it. But we know Jesus isn't accepted into this world. And the sad part is, going along with what I just said, the sad part is sometimes he's not accepted in the church world. Some of the truths of the Bible are not accepted in today's church. Like we said, Jesus is the word. And a lot of times when the word is preached or the word is taught or or through your own reading and your, the Holy Spirit convicts your heart, it's just not accepted. If you preach against homosexuality, it's not accepted in today's church world most of the time. If you preach against sin, it's not accepted in the world, church world that we live in most of the time. You got to live right to die right. It's not accepted nowadays. He's coming at their church that is without spot, without wrinkle, and without blemish. It's not accepted nowadays. No sin shall enter in. It's not accepted most of the time nowadays. But these are still truths. The Bible says to try the spirits to see whether they are of God. Try the spirits. See if they line up with God's word. Not try the spirits to, to see if it will line up with the way that I want to live my life. Have we accepted the unaccepted? A lot of things that pertain to God's word and the truth about living a godly lifestyle. Be ye holy as I am holy. Is not accepted. Be not conformed to this world. But be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind. Is not accepted in a lot of the church world that we live in today. I don't want to be conformed to this world. That's who I was before. I was conformed to this world. I was born in sin. I was shaping in iniquity. I want to be renewed in my mind. Don't want to be conformed to this world. The Bible says all that is in the world is the lust of the flesh, the lust of the eye, and the pride of life. I don't want to be conformed to those things, but I want to be transformed by the renewing of my mind. Transform from what I used to be to what God would want me to be. Transform from that old good-for-nothing alcoholic out there into something that would be pleasing to God. I want to be transformed. I don't want to stay the way that I was. Why in the world would, would somebody want to come to Christ and Him Washes white as snow. Like we said, put a new heart on the inside of us just to continue to do the same things that we did before we ever asked God to forgive us of our sins. What would be the point in that? If I liked who I was, I would have just kept on doing it. But I didn't like the way that my life was going. 
I wanted to be renewed. I wanted to be transformed. I wanted the old things to pass away and behold, behold, all things are become new. The old man is dead. Don't want to be conformed to this world, but I want to be transformed. We are members of the body of Christ. If you're born again, child of God, then you are a member of the body of Christ. We are heirs and joint heirs with Christ. We belong to him. We are his own. Paul said, I am crucified with Christ. Nevertheless, I live. Yet not I, but Christ liveth in me. We are his own. If the word is preached or taught or through your own reading, and the Holy Spirit deals with your heart about a certain issue that's going on, and we willingly reject that, then we are the same that are in that scripture that says, He came to His own, and His own received Him not. We are His own. The born-again child of God is His own. We belong to Him. He paid the ultimate price for me and you. If the Holy Spirit convicts your heart about something and you say, well, that's just not for me, that's for somebody else, that's for what we call the old holy rollers, that's for those that are think that they're better than everybody else. Let me tell you, there ain't nothing wrong with wanting to live a holy lifestyle. See, that's another thing. The church world has got this thing twisted so much that the people that want to live a a godly lifestyle, want to live a holy lifestyle, are now looked down upon because of that very reason. Well, he's just no holy roller. He's just no do-gooder. We're looked down upon because we want to live a godly lifestyle. He's got this thing twisted. But we belong to him. So if the word is preached or the word is taught or you're reading and the Holy Spirit convicts your heart and we willingly reject that, it's the same as he came to his own and his own received him not. Jesus said when the Holy Spirit comes, who's he going to testify? He's going to testify of me. When the Holy Spirit comes, he's going to testify of me. When the, when the Spirit reveals something to you and we just brush it off, well, that's just that's for somebody else. That ain't for me. That's for somebody else. He came to his own and his own received him not. If the Holy Spirit talks and talks to you or is talking to you, that means he's, he's talking to you. When he reveals something to me in my life, you see, we've got a choice to make. It's, it's a choice. I could either say, Lord, you're exactly right. I see in your word some where I need to improve. Lord, help me with these things. Lord, help me to get this out of my life. Lord, this is a weak area in my life. Help me, give me the strength to overcome these things. That's what Paul said when, when he had that messenger of Satan to buffet him. He said he brought the Lord thrice. And God told him, said, my grace is sufficient for thee. For my strength is made perfect in weakness. In our weakness, his strength, when we can't do it on our own, his strength comes in. That's why he said, therefore I will glory in my infirmities that the power of Christ may rest upon me. And persecutions and, and these other things, 
He said, I'm going to glory in these things that the power of Christ may rest upon me. That when I am weak, then am I strong. Not in my own self, not in my own might, but in his power and in his might. But when the Holy Spirit convicts you and we just brush it off, then he's come to his own and his own received him not. I want to receive him in every possible way that I can. Do I get it right 100% of the time? No, I don't. But I'm still striving. Still try, striving for perfection. Still pressing towards that mark. Paul said, forgetting those things behind me. I pressed toward the mark of the high calling. He didn't say I forgot them meaning never to remember them again. But he said, I'm forgetting that. Forgetting that which is behind me. Meaning as I go along, I am forgetting these things. I'm forgetting the way that I used to be. That's why it says all things are become new. I'm forgetting these things and pressing towards that mark of the high calling. I don't want to be like the ones here in the, these scriptures that he came to his own and his own received him not. I want to accept the unaccepted as according to his word. Like we said, a lot of these things are not accepted in, in the church world that we live in. Like we said, it's like the thing, the, the roles have been reversed. Back 50, I don't even know it's been 50, 20, 30, 40 years ago, you know, having a, living a godly lifestyle wasn't pushed back like it is today. Now, I can't believe that he, you know, wants to wear nice clothes or I can't believe that he wants to dress like he's better than everybody else. It's not like, it's not that I'm trying or, or anybody that's trying to live godly is trying to be better than anybody else. We just got to realize when the Bible says, be ye holy as I am holy, that is still a truth in God's word. But he come to his own and his own received him not. Didn't want him. Didn't want nothing to do with him. And a lot of times when the word is preached or the word is taught or, or through your own reading and own revelation, we can get to that same Mindset that he came to his own and his own when the Holy Spirit convicts you. I'm going to turn one more place. Back in the book of Jeremiah, talking about the Word of God. Back in the book of Jeremiah, chapter 36, the Bible says in verse 1 And it came to pass in the fourth year of Jehoiakim, the son of Josiah, king of Judah, that this word came unto Jeremiah from the Lord, saying, Take thee a roll of a book, and write therein all the words that I have spoken unto thee, against Israel, and against Judah, and against all the nations, from the day I spake unto thee, from the day of Josiah, even unto this day. It may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purpose to do unto them, that they may return every man from his evil way, that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin, then Jeremiah called Barak, the son of Nera, 
and Barak wrote from the mouth of Jeremiah and all the words of the Lord which he has spoken unto him upon a roll of a book. So Jeremiah got the word from the Lord. He said these words to Barak, Baruch. Baruch wrote these things down. And he went and read, read these words. Went and read the roll to some people in the house of the Lord. And these folks that heard this said that they were going to go tell Jehoiakim the king. What the word of God said that Jeremiah had spoke. And then we jump over to verses 20. And it says, And they went into the king, into the court, but they laid up the roll in the chamber of Elishama, the scribe, and told all the words in the ears of the king. So the king sent Jehuda to fetch the roll, and he took it out of Elishama, the scribe's chamber, and Jehuda read it in the ears of the king and in the ears of all the princes which stood before beside the king. Now the king sat in the winter house in the ninth month, and there was a fire on the hearth burning before him. And it came to pass that when Jehuda had read three or four leaves, he cut it with the penknife and cast it into the fire that was on the hearth until all the roll was consumed in the fire that was on the hearth. Yet they were not afraid nor rent their garment, neither the king nor any of the servants that heard all these words. The word was not accepted. They cut it off the roll and threw it into the fire. They didn't want it. They didn't want to hear it. So they cut up God's word and threw it into the fire. And the whole reason that God sent that word can be found in verse 3 where it says it may be that the house of Judah will hear all the evil which I purposed them to do unto them that they may return every man from his evil way that I may forgive their iniquity and their sin the whole reason he sent the word was that they would turn from their evil way turn from their iniquity and I would forgive them God would have forgiven them but they were not afraid, and they rent not their garment, but instead they burn up the word of God. They didn't want to accept it. Brothers and sisters, friends, we don't ever want to, want to get to that point. I would much rather accept the word of God than try to make it on my own without it. I would much rather accept the word of God and have to change something in my life to get closer to him than try to make it on my own without him. I need him every single day. When I wake up, I need him. When I go to bed, I need him. The Bible says that we are begotten by the word. You couldn't have got born again until you heard the word. You heard about Jesus Christ. Don't want to Get to that point where he comes to his own and his own receive him not. Like we said, the Bible says to try the spirits. See if they're of God. See if what, what you're being told or, or what you're hearing, see if it lines up with God's word. And if it does and it hits close to home, ask God to help you. If you say, Lord, yes, I, I realize now, I see now. There's error in, in my life. 
I've had to do the same thing. I've had to come to the same, like we say, to come to Jesus meeting. I had to do these same things in my life. And when he reveals things to me, I've got to make that choice. Still got to do them. But don't everyone get to that point where he comes to his own and his own receives him not. Accepting the unaccepted. Like we said, a lot of things aren't accepted in this world. Jesus isn't accepted in this world. Anything that has to do with Christianity isn't accepted in this world. Anything that has to do with God isn't accepted in this world. If the word hits home, let's just take that word and hide it in their hearts. What the Bible says, hide it in your hearts that I might not sin against God. If it's of God, I promise you that it's for your benefit. If it's of God, it's to help you. If it's of God, it's to get you closer to him. He's not going to give you something that's going to hinder your walk with him. Every Bible says that every good gift, every perfect gift comes from above. But we've got to understand that, that sometimes we've got to accept the unaccepted. Your old flesh doesn't want to accept it. I'll go ahead and tell you, your flesh does not want to accept anything of God. The Bible says our flesh is enmity to God. It's not subject to the law of God, neither indeed can be. Your flesh does not want anything to do with God. That's why the Bible says that we mortify the deeds of the body. We bring our flesh into subjection. How? Through the power of Jesus Christ. That's how we do it. Through his word. When Jesus was led up to be tempted of the devil, what did he fight him with? He fought him with the word. If we ain't got the word, then we ain't got nothing. Because Christ is the word. We've got Christ. If we ain't got Christ, we ain't got nothing. But accepting the unaccepted, the Bible says that he came to his own and his own received him not. Came into his own and his own received him not. Don't want to get to that point where he comes to his own. When he comes knocking on my heart's door, when he comes to reveal something to me that I don't accept it. Sure, my flesh might want to Buck up, might want to fight. But that's where we, that power comes in. We can say, Lord, help me in these weaknesses in my life. Lord, help me in these areas that I'm, that I'm falling. Help me in these areas that I'm failing. I promise you, God will help you. If you're sincere with him, he's going to be sincere with you. But... Accepting the unaccepted. Not saying that you just, the Bible talks about every wind and doctrine. Not saying that you just go after every wind and doctrine that's out there. That's another reason the Bible says, study to show thyself approved. See if what you're being told lines up. See if it lines up. And be looking. With your spiritual eyes, not 
your carnal lies. Because your carnal eyes will say, oh yeah, that lines up. But your spiritual eyes may have a little, a little something different to show you. Accepting the unaccepted here tonight. The world didn't want him. The world still don't want him. And whenever it was that you asked God to come into your heart, whenever it was that you asked, you decided to make Jesus Christ your Lord and Savior, you accepted the unaccepted. I thank God that on that Sunday morning I accepted the unaccepted because he changed my life, changed my, my thinking. He renewed my, my mind, opened up those old spiritual lives, and I got to see things a little bit differently. I thank him for that. But I hope you got a blessing out of this tonight. Hopefully it may have helped you. Maybe grow a little closer to him. And if you don't know who Jesus is, friend, I pray that you get to know him before it's everlasting too late. See, one of these days, this old thing's going to come to an end. The Bible says it's appointed unto man once to die, and after this, the judgment. One of these days, this thing's going to come to an end. Whatever situation that you're in right now, it's going to come to an end one of these days. And one of the days, our, our walk of life down here on this earth is going to come to an end. We better know who, who God is. We better know who Jesus is. And we better accept the unaccepted. Because there's a place that's, that wasn't even prepared for us. It's prepared for Satan and his demons. But anybody that is an unbeliever that is not washed in the blood is going to that awful place. And I don't want anybody to go there. But if you got a blessing out of this, if you got a little help out of it, shoot us an email. Let us know what you think. If you got any questions or any comments, any prayer requests, let it be known. And we'll, I'll make it known at my church and we'll make it known on here. And we'll get as many people as we can praying for your situation. Whatever that may be. But you can email us at thellradio at gmail.com. We'd love to hear from you. But like I said, we are all, if you're a born-again child, we are brothers and sisters in the Lord. And anything that I can do to help you, I'll try my best to. But I do love you, and I do appreciate you for listening. And like I said, we just do this to try to help some folks that don't know Jesus get to know him and those that do know him get a little closer to him. But I do love you and I do appreciate you. And until next time, may the good Lord bless you. I have found a way that leads Thank you for tuning in to The Lifted Lamb Radio. We sure hope that you got a blessing out of this. Because it sure was a blessing for us to be able to do it. Just trying to shed a little light to a world full of darkness. And until next time, may the good Lord bless you.